Hi, I'm Alexandria, and this is Welcome, Welcome to the Things We Enjoy podcast. On today's episode, we've decided to talk about the British royal family. So let's pop the kettle on, get ready to spill some tea, because here we go. I declare before you all that my whole life, whether it be long or short, shall be devoted to your service and to the service of our great imperial family to which we all belong. But I shall not have strength to carry out this resolution alone unless you join in with me, as I now invite you to do. I know that your support will be unfailingly given. God help me to make good my vow, and God bless all of you who are willing to share in it. Today marks the one-year anniversary of Queen Elizabeth II's death. Queen Elizabeth was born Elizabeth Alexander Mary on April 21, 1926. She was Queen of the United Kingdom and other Commonwealth realms from February 6, 1952 until her death in 2022. She was Queen Regent of 32 sovereign states over the course of her lifetime and remained the monarch of 15 realms at the time of her death. Her reign of over 70 years is the longest of any British monarch and the longest verified reign of any female head of state in history. So, Lillian, what did you think about that? Like, the queen was the longest reigning any female, girl, woman, however you want to classify it, in all of basic, basic history. Like, no other girl has reigned longer than Queen Elizabeth II. That is amazing, huh? Uh Uh-huh. And then, when she became queen, it was, like, right after, well, not right after, like, after World War II, right? So, most of all the, like, heads of states, like, presidents, prime ministers, kings, like, all these people was basically men. And she was the only woman of all of those men. Really? Yeah. Like, she was the only one. That says a lot, huh? Mm-hmm. And then, another thing that I found out about the queen that was like, oh my gosh, didn't know that, was that she served in World War Two. Uh-huh. A lot of people like, oh, well, she didn't do anything, blah, 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 right? But she was um, she was in the women's branch of the British Army. She was in the Auxiliary Territorial Service. Um, I think they said it was like a volunteer position. It's like the women would volunteer to be a part of it. <clears throat> but um, I don't know if she volunteered or like however it kind of happened. But she was one of them. And she drove ambulances. Like she drove the medical truck. And it was funny. So a couple couple years ago, I think, um, there's a story that came out where like she was I think the queen's being driven by someone. I don't know who, but she was being driven to somewhere by somebody. Like the car broke down. And they was like, Well, your majesty, you know, we're stuck. I have to wait for somebody to come, you know, whatever. And she was like, Okay. And I guess you just got out to like stretch your legs or whatever. And allegedly, or from how I remember it, 
she like she opened up the hood and like looked under the hood to figure out what was wrong and fixed it or like knew what was wrong and when the people showed up they didn't have to look for nothing because she told them like it's this and they did whatever she said and it was fixed <laughs> so she could even I don't know if she could fix the car herself but she at least knew what the parts were to know how they worked to make the car go right so she at least knew that much most people don't and by her at the time being a princess when she did the military in the war to then when she was a queen and she was trying to tell the man how to fix the car I would have just if I was whoever was like around I would have just bust out laughing because it would have been so funny to see the queen telling this man how to fix the car because it would have just been so funny Huh. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so then, another thing that I liked about the Queen was um, her sense of humor. Like, the things that she would find funny, or, like, little jokes that she would try to tell, like, some of her speeches that she gave. Um, and then, like, the seriousness of stuff to where, like, when, like, when coronavirus happened and she, like, did her speech and released it to, to the world. And she said in her speech, um, we will be with our friends again, we'll meet with our families again, we'll be together again. And it just kind of, granted, we don't live in the UK, and our American government suck when it came to coronavirus and lockdowns and restrictions and like all of this stuff. And then here you got the queen, right, who just came out and was like, it's okay. We'll be together again. You know, it sucks right now, but, you know, it won't last forever. You know, and that's just one of those things that just make you like her. And then her yearly Christmas speeches. And because once I fell in love with the royal family, I would, you know, every Christmas would watch the Queen's Christmas Mm -hmm. speech, right? Mm -hmm. And last year was the first Christmas where it wasn't the Queen. And it just was so sad. I think Charles did a great job. I think he did. But it was just so sad to not see the queen there, you know, sitting at her desk with, you know, with her strategically placed pictures. And everybody's like guessing and we're like, ooh, wonder what this means because she has these people on the desk and these ones out there. And all of that, I just thought it was always fun to see. And now you have Charles as king, King Charles III to be exact. And, I mean, like I said, we don't live in the UK. We only know what we see, what we can look up, and things like that. But I think he's done a pretty decent job, from what I can tell. Me too. I love to see him in a kilt (laughs) with his comfy socks on. And there's this guy on YouTube named River. And anytime King Charles shows up in his kilt, River always calls him King Cozy Socks. (laughs) Because I guess those socks are cozy. They look cozy whenever you see them. But it was funny because the other day, so he, obviously, like, Charles, they're in Scotland right now. for like they're summer holidays, or they were at the time. And they said that he wore, for the first time, the King Charles tartan, or tartan, or however you want to say it. Basically, his kilt, it was the King Charles one. It's new. It's like he... 
possibly designed it or picked the colors or whatever. And he wore that one. And I thought it looked pretty good. And then, you know, it's been this whole big thing going around about how when Prince William becomes king, he should be made to wear a kilt. And Prince William is like, no, not happening. But everybody want to see Prince William's legs in a kilt. <laughs> so, maybe it'll take some persuading, but the Queen wore kilts. Prince Philip wore kilts. King Charles is wearing them. I don't think Camilla wears them, but Charles is. So it's kind of like tradition. So Prince William might need to just suck it up and be like, okay, fine. I'll wear it today. And, you know, maybe, just maybe, we can see his legs in a kilt and some cozy socks. Would you want to see that? Would you? Uh, yeah. Would you? Would you? <laughs> yes, no, maybe so. Maybe. Oh gosh. <laughs> you know you want to. You know you would want to see him because everybody knows, or at least me, that Prince William is your favorite. So, why not see his legs in a kilt? He wears shorts all the time sometimes, so why he can't wear a kilt? It's almost the same thing. Almost. So, Lillian, as a fellow American, <laughs> what is your favorite thing about the royal family? About the British royal family? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I don't know. This is this. There's so many reasons that it's not just because they can't pick only one. Or just say whatever one comes out first. Mm. We're waiting. No. So what do you think? What is one of your favorite things about them? <laughs> they're always so kind. Yeah, they're so kind? Mm-hmm. That's a good one. How about you? Um, I like the tradition of it all. Really? One family with the same traditions that has just been like molded and shaped for the times as they've as they've changed. I like tradition. I like history sometimes. I like things like that. So for example, like our traditions, we watch Christmas movies. Like we do countdown to Christmas starting right around mommy's birthday, all the way through after Christmas. <laughs> right? We put up our tree usually the day after Thanksgiving. Was it Thanksgiving? No, the day after. Oh, before. Yeah, we have turkey for Thanksgiving. We have ham for Christmas. Like, things like that are tradition, like something you do every year. So, the royal family does that. So, they have tripping the color every year. They have um, changing of the guard. Like, they do all of these things. And it's very much opposite from what we see, right? 
it's very much military driven. So like when they do the changing of the guard, you see all the the soldiers out, you know, with their big fluffy hats on, you know, doing the stuff mm. for the birthday parade. Remember, um, we saw it this year because Catherine had on the green suit with the gorgeous hat, and um, Camilla had on her like red uniform coat dress thing. And Prince Louis was making faces because the horses were stinky. Mm-hmm. Like that whole thing. It's like stuff like that. They do these things every year. So you see them pretty much every year. The same the same events, the same things. I think um, they was just in Scotland. They did the Highland Games. And um, King Charles was there. Princess Anne and Camilla. Um, I believe Princess Anne's husband, Sir Timothy Lawrence, was there. And they, you know, they watched the... I think it's like a sporting event. So it's like some dancing, some like weightlifting, some horse stuff, well, equestrian stuff. You know, so they go and they watch all the things. They present the winners with trophies or medals or like plaque things. So I like those parts. And I like that as best as they can, they keep their private lives private. So for example, with Prince William and his family, you see them when it counts, right? Mm-hmm. So on their birthdays, those give a picture of the children. Um, for Christmas, you get a Christmas card. They do first day of school pictures sometimes. Things like that are like their private moments, like their private family moments, but then they share them with the public because at the end of the day, their children are in the line of succession. So one day, if the monarchy keeps going on, then Prince George will be king. And then you can say, like, oh, I've seen him from when Catherine was pregnant all the way up until now to see him be crowned as king. You know, so you almost got to grow up with him, you know, so you can see, like, how their personality shaped and what their interests were, like, how things changed as they, you know, grew up and everything. So I like those parts, which I guess leads us into the negative. Really? Yeah, the negative from the positive we just talked about. Well, that I just talked about. So, the positive is that they keep their private lives as private as possible. You know, within reason, and they still kind of give enough, you know, to, I guess, satisfy is not the best word, but that's the word I always hear. But to satisfy the media, satisfy the public, so they'll leave them alone. Right? And then you have these other two clowns. Oh, Lord. Who, one didn't want their children to have titles because they didn't want their son to be called the Earl of Dumbarton because it had the word dumb in it. Kind of rude. Well, no, very rude. You know, to the people of the county in Scotland of Dumbarton. Very rude to them. And then they claimed on Oprah that the royal family was racist. And they didn't give him a title because of how dark he might be. Again, false, not true. Don't care what anyone says. Most people ask or question or make comments about who, what, how the baby will look. When mommy was pregnant with you, Granny was like, I wonder who she's going to look like. Granny kept saying, oh, she'll look like me. And that's all Granny kept saying. Yeah, but it's just questions that people ask. It's not... That's not a racist question. And if it is, maybe everybody's just racist at the end of the day, right? Because everybody's offended by everything now anyways. 
So you just never know. <clears throat> but that happened. So then the queen died. And then these two clowns decide, oh, now we're going to give our children prince and princess titles. But you also said to Oprah that they weren't going to get titles because they were going to be too brown. So were they racist because they didn't want to give you titles? Or were they following protocols because the law says certain things? The law says the children, the grandchildren of the monarch get titles. The only reason all three of Prince William's children have titles is because he will be king one day and all of his children are entitled to a title. But after them, after Prince George, Princess Charlotte, and Prince Louis, it'll be just Prince George's children that get a title. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. I think maybe the... Well, no, because it'll be Prince William's grandchildren if any of his children have children, so they could probably all get titles. But it's pretty much reserved for the first son and his heirs. Right? That's pretty much how it works. So they get mad, but then when Charles became king, then he was the monarch, and his grandchildren, which would be his son's kids, were would be entitled to titles. Nothing to do with race. All to do with protocol. You know? And it just is what it is. But they want to make this big hoo-ha about nothing. And then they get mad about all of this stuff. And then some people are like, oh, just leave them alone. They just want privacy. Leave them alone, blah, blah, blah. But in a way, I agree with both sides of the argument, right? The children deserve privacy, if there are any. But you put... You gave the children prince and princess titles after you said something about how gender doesn't matter, so you don't need to have, like, gender roles, but then you give them a boy and a girl title. So, you know, that threw that logic out of the window. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, you do this. They're in the line of succession. They have these titles, but then you don't want the British public to see them get to know them, you know, learn to love them. And then you have Prince William with his children, and you've seen them pretty much every day of their lives. And if not every day, at least every year, every birthday you get a picture. So then you can see how, oh my gosh, Prince George was so cute when he was a little baby, and now he's like 10. And it's like, how did this happen? I don't think he's 10. I think he's like 8 or 9, but still. How did this happen? It's like when you look at your own children, like yesterday there was this tiny little cute little thing and now they're you. Ah, 12 years old, talking back and won't be quiet. Really? Yes. But you get to like see them and, you know, grow with them and learn their personalities and see what they like and, you know, hear how their voices change, right? And it just makes you... It makes you care more, and it makes you love them more. And I feel like if if it were me, right? Let's just say I was lucky enough to have married the idiot Prince Harry. I would not have been like this floozy of a wife he has. Because, one, you don't go into somebody else's family trying to change stuff. Two, 
regardless of the queen being the queen, she was his grandma. And I don't care what anybody says. One thing you do not do is disrespect grandparents. I don't care. Grandparents, in my opinion, are off limits. And if the grandma has to say something about you being an idiot, you're an idiot. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, you're an idiot. And if that offends people, I am sorry you are offended. But I would never in my life let somebody, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, whoever, I would never let somebody come into my family and disrespect my grandma or my grandpa. I just wouldn't. And for him to willingly let her do that and then him to sit next to her and almost agree with everything she said while she was insulting his grandparents just makes you not like him that much. Like a Lillian. If somebody would come up to you and say, oh my gosh, Lillian, your grandma is so racist, you would not be happy about that, would you? No! You would probably want to fight them. I would. Even though you wouldn't fight anybody. But you would want to fight them because why would you say something like that about your granny? Because you think that granny is the best person in the world. After mommy. But, you know, that's what you think. And if it was their grandparent, they wouldn't want you to be rude and disrespectful to their grandparent. So why do it to yours? Right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <sighs> As always, when it comes to them two clowns, they always go off on a tangent about our frustrations, huh? Mm-hmm. So, let's switch gears here and talk about something a little bit more fun. What do you say? Celebrate. Quite as we may have wished, we can still enjoy the many happy traditions. Be it the singing of carols, as long as the tune is well known, decorating the tree, giving and receiving presents, or watching a favorite film where we already know the ending. It's no surprise that families so often treasure their Christmas routines. We see our own children and their families embrace the roles, traditions, and values that mean so much to us, as these are passed from one generation to the next, sometimes being updated for changing times. I see it in my own family, and it is a source of great happiness. Prince Philip was... He comes out earlier, so here's a clip of the Queen reassuring the world. But now as then, we know deep down that it is the right thing to do. While we have faced challenges before, this one is different. This time we join with all nations across the globe in a common endeavor, using the great advances of science and our instinctive compassion to heal. We will succeed, and that success will belong to every one of us. We should take comfort that while we may have more still to endure, better days will return. We will be with our friends again. We will be with our families again. We will meet again. But for now, I send my thanks and warmest good wishes to you all. So, fun fact. Lillian, do you know how many and or and or 
what are the names of all the presidents that the queen met? I really don't know. Do you know any? No. You sure? Yes. Okay. Well, they say, you know, when you Google it and everything, because I wasn't alive all those years ago, but it says that the queen met 14, I mean, 13 of the last 14 presidents. That's a bunch, huh? Yes! <clears throat> so, I guess we'll start from the beginning and see who all she met, right? Mm-hmm. Hmm? Yes. Okay, so, looks like when she still was Princess Elizabeth, she met President Truman in 1951, President Eisenhower in 1957, and then again in 1959, huh. again in 1959, did I stutter? No. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. And then John F. Kennedy. Have you heard that name before? Only a few times. In 1961. President Nixon in 1969. President Ford. In 1976, President Carter, 1977, President Reagan, 1982, the first George Bushes in 1991, President Clinton, 1995, the other president, Bush, the younger one, in 2003. The Obamas, in 2009. The Trumps, in 2018. And the Bidens, in 2021. That's a bunch, huh? Yes! And she probably met more when she was younger like before whoever the first one we said was so she probably meant more when her dad was king because you know she would be around and then they say that she met all the presidents except for Lyndon B. Johnson who? Lyndon B. Johnson? I never heard of him well he was a president he do you remember when we went Last year to um the Lorraine Motel. Uh-huh. And do you remember when you picked up the red phone? Yep. And you heard the conversation? Mm-hmm. It was two voices, right? Mm-hmm. One of those voices was Lyndon B. Johnson. And another fun fact. History for you. Um, Lynn, there is a letter that I think I took a picture of because Granddaddy wouldn't let me have the have the actual paper but so granddaddy's granddad was in the war and he got a letter 
and a um a letter and a certificate from Lyndon B. Johnson. And on the letter it says the is the seal of the President of the United States. Really? Mm-hmm. So there's a letter, a sign well, a signed letter thing, um, from him to so I guess that would be what? Our great great your great 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 granddaddy and mommy's great great granddaddy I think that's right maybe it's an extra great on there not 100% sure um no no I think it's definitely three three greats for you two greats for me because you know there's granddaddy and then his mom, and then her mom, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, it'll be granddaddy, and then great-grandma, great-great-grandma. So it'll be three greats for you. So your great-great-great-granddad's name was Charles Breedlove. Yep, where you got your name from, and where granddaddy got his name from. <laughs> but he was in the war, and he got a letter from the president. Really? Mm -hmm. Another question for you. See if you know this one. Um, so, we found out the queen met a bunch of presidents. Do you know how many prime ministers she met? No. You sure? Mm Mm-hmm. No guesses? Well, I know she met one. Okay, well, she did at least meet one. So, over the Queen's 70 years as Queen, she met... I can't believe it. I know, right? She met 15 Prime Ministers. So, 13 Presidents. Could have been 14. Don't know what happened to the other one, but, you know. 13 Presidents, 15 Prime Ministers. So, Prime Minister, she had Winston Churchill from 1951 to 1955, Anthony Eden from 55 to 77, Harold Macmillan from 57 to 63, Alec Douglas Home from 63 to 64, Harold Wilson from 64 to 70, then again 74 to 76, Edward Heath from 70 to 74. James Callaghan or Callahan from 76 to 79. Margaret Thatcher from 79 to 90. I believe she might have been the Queen's first woman Prime Minister. A lot of people say she was a hard nose. Huh? Margaret Thatcher was the Queen's first female Prime Minister. And a lot of people say she was a hard nose. So basically, she's real tough. It's just another way to say real tough. And they say that um, Margaret Thatcher was also the Queen's longest serving Prime Minister. I mean, from 79 to 1990, that's kind of a long time. It is. And then John Major from 90 to 97. Tony Blair from 97 to 2007. 
Gordon Brown from 2007-2010, David Cameron from 2010-2016, Theresa May from 2016-2019, Boris Johnson from 2019-2022, and then Liz Truss, September 2022. The Queen met Liz Truss and did the handover of power with Liz Truss two days before she died. So two days before, she still was doing her constitutional duty and welcoming in a new prime minister. I wonder if they had, like, tea and scones and cakes and pastries and sandwiches and stuff. I mean, if I were the queen, I'd, like, get the sandwiches out, bring the kettle, let's have a conversation. (laughs) What about you? I would do that, too. I mean, why not? It's tea and it's the queen. Why would you not? No. What does anyone who ever UK listening? We really love to hear your messages. We'd love to hear if you have any stories about the queen or the royal family, even though they're both synonymously the same thing. Um, just to share your stories, send us messages or questions or comments so we can respond to them. And also, just out of curiosity, how does a person who lives in the UK or who is from the UK, even if it's in a British, Irish, Scottish, Welsh person living in America, how does someone from the United Kingdom make a cup of tea? I've heard many different tales and many different options, but how do you guys make your cup of tea? Because I think I make a pretty good one, but I can always be up for some different options. So send us comments, send us voice messages. We're here, we're ready, we want to listen, we want to respond, we want to share. We really do. And with that, we're going to sign off today. And just for today's episode, condolences to the royal family. We send them all of our best wishes to get through this very tough time for this year. Hopefully they're able to bask in the memories and bask in the love that was left for them by their grandma slash mom slash great grandma. And they're able to just... Make it through this very trying time that them as well as the nation and all of the countries and all of the people that were touched by Her Late Majesty, Queen Elizabeth II. That's all we have time for today. We hope you enjoyed it.
Until next time, keep finding the enjoyment in everything you do. Until you soon. Bye. Bye.